Hello and welcome to Rituals and Rolls, presented by the ArcheoRPG Collective. We are a group of archaeologists who will examine the archaeology in and of tabletop role-playing games by engaging in our own actual play adventures. This campaign, our adventurers will enter the jungles of Chult to play the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign, Tomb of Annihilation. I am your game master, Bill. Roll for initiative. I gotta give, I don't know how long the delay is, but anyway. Hello, (laughs) and welcome to Rituals and Rolls, presented by the Archeo RPG Collective. I am your dungeon master, Bill. It says so, dungeon master right there, so you know I'm legit. And we have our full cast here today. They're, oh, that way, they're that way. So we'll start off with Tom, since you were the one on the far left, and we'll work our way across. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, what am I supposed to be talking about? I'm just, Tom. You're just, introducing your, <laughs> just introduce yourself right now. We'll get in, we'll jump oh, right into the uh, game. I know you're, everybody sorry. wants to get right into the game, I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I'm Tom. Uh, I am a cultural resource management archaeologist in the... DC area, mostly Northern Virginia. Uh, I've been doing archaeology for about eight or nine years. If you've been watching uh, the other rituals and roles and or uh, still digging um, streams, um, you have an idea of who I am and what I'm about. Uh, And um, that's it, I guess, unless we're doing anything about our characters. Just jump, jump, jump. Keep moving. (laughs) Yep. Sarah, you... My name is Sarah. Um, I'm an archaeologist working uh, in the Midwest right now. I try to work somewhere where I know stuff at. And I'm currently on a project. Just got off of four nine-hour days in a row in like 90-plus heat. So I'm slightly frazzled. And um, that's pretty much it. I'm finishing up my master's, and you may or may not have heard my podcast, Archaeological Fantasies. So that's that's it. That's my only other claim to fame. And our okay. our Skype screen is Ama. All right, I was going to pull up uh, and add my at least my image so it's there instead of the Skype logo. But hi, I'm Ama. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I am a PhD student at Hokkaido University in Japan. My uh, current degree is in Ainu and Indigenous Studies. I have a background in public archaeology, and uh, I do have some experience working on uh, a field school in northern Japan. So um, I love D&D, I love uh, art, and I'm looking forward to this day. So I'm Bill, I'm the Dungeon Master, I'm also an archaeologist, it's convenient here, and that's why it's sort of, we've mentioned all that kind of stuff, normally you wouldn't have to worry about it, but the way this show is going to be sort of unique because it's going to be a series of archaeologists playing Dungeons and Dragons, and what does that mean? What does, you know, how is that going to be different than anyone else playing Dungeons and Dragons? Well, that's one of the things we're going to try to find out uh, while we're doing this, is, uh, is all that kind of stuff. There. I'm putting a picture of uh, an early draft of Tide. Well, it's not the current one, but it's an early picture of Tide onto the screen. Thank in, you. In Amistad. 
We're coming out quickly on the stream. Mm-hmm. So probably shouldn't. Um... Are we having a problem with the stream, or it's fine? But the it's like the R, your you sound fine, but all of us are a little. And now everyone else now has gone uh, blank on me. So let me, while we're waiting for this technical difficulty to sort of pick up, let me explain a little bit about what uh, we're doing here. We are playing, uh, going to be playing uh, role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games, things like Dungeons and Dragons, um, over the course of this uh, series of rituals and roles. And for our very first endeavor, we're going to take on um, the big daddy of them all, Dungeons and Dragons itself. So, so with that, I'm also trying to see if I can get the other two people who have now disappeared on us back on. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but the other two have dropped. Okay. I'm back. Oh. Maybe you just lost our art. Okay, your video is called still- dropped. Your videos, your videos, uh, gone. So anyway, uh, video hates me. All right, we'll work around that. It's your voices that are more important right now, anyway. So that's true. We're we're playing these games. So we're right now we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, and specifically, we're going to attempt into, as you can see by the big thing here at the center, uh, we're going to be playing the campaign Tomb of Annihilation. But today, we're just going to be sort of a prologue today. Uh, today we're going to go through and find out why these why these groups of characters are together and why they are going to go on an adventure down to the peninsula of Chult, into the jungles, and ruin, looking for lost cities and ruins and other things, which we'll explain more as, as we go through tonight. So these three characters, we've played a home game uh, for about a year now. And so these characters here all know each other from the previous campaign. And so we're going to start off with sort of why they're sort of reuniting after their sort of first adventure together. So if everyone is sort of ready, let me see if I can do a read. Really quick with... uh, we can do some filler for you if you'd like. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me play around with Skype for a second to see if I can fix something real quick before we just dive right in. Do you want us to introduce our characters, maybe? Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and start doing your character introduction right now. Up until the point of entering Baldur's Gate. As much as you want to talk about right now. <laughs> Definitely getting you cut out of the YouTube feed. <laughs> this is this is quality content. Actually, we're talking about our characters. Yes, that's what, okay. that's what I'd suggest. Okay, so this isn't quite <laughs> working. So what I'm going to do actually is hang up on all of you, oh. and then call you right back. <sighs> And we'll see if if the video feeds come back. So, pardon the interruption. Now that they're gone, they don't realize I'm going to kill them all tonight. 
That'll work. All right. Got one. Welcome back. I got two. And yes, it would, yeah, it would, would not be one of our streams without some technical difficulties. <laughs> so hopefully none of you were watching the uh, Twitch feed while uh, you were gone for a moment. Do, 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 do. I am. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're back. So, you have all been uh, asked to come to Baldur's Gate by an old friend, uh, Sildar of the Lord's Alliance, who you had met sort of on your first venture uh, back in Fendelver. Um, it's been sort of many, it's about been about two years now uh, since those adventures there where you were able to help um, sort of save the not save the town and help uh, help bring commerce and civilization into the interior of this land. Um, I hate that word. But you all received a letter uh, from Sildar, mm -hmm. and it sort of went something like this to each of you. Um, I have tragic news. Um, and also a, a possible mystery. Um, your, your friend, Ein Dunan, um, is dead. She, she was a powerful cleric. Um, oh, no. but she got, last week she got into a, a, a tussle with some of the, uh, red cloaks. And she was severely wounded, but... The healers in our town couldn't heal her, and she soon died two days later. Um, after this, I became aware of something that's being called the Death Curse. Um, she's being buried in her, with her uh, temple in Baldur's Gate, and there are uh, two people I'd like you to meet. There's a, there's a person I'd like you to meet in, uh, in Baldur's Gate. Uh, Rimalia. Uh, she is with the Harpers. Um, and I believe your talents and skills um, just may be what's needed to, to uncover what this death curse is and also give you all the opportunity to mourn your friend. I'm close. You killed her character. I hate no guys. Sorry, Megan. It made for good drama. We love Telling you, Megan. and you're you're more than welcome back. We'll even resurrect her if we have to. I'm telling. But how? <laughs> but death curse. Wait, no, we don't know what that is yet. <laughs> Something called a death curse. Something as called you, a death curse. That sounds bad. Well, <laughs> as you were making your way to. Baldur's Gate, and, you know, you've also been sort of asking around town, because it's you're seeing sort of panic around town and, and panic around the different various temples in town. Apparently, it appears that those who have uh, died and been resurrected are slowly wasting away. And also it appears that resurrections and other those sort of magical implements used to bring those back from the dead are no longer working. And as you recall, at the end of Fandelver, um, Anne 
uh, had was was mortally wounded, but you were able to get her back into town soon enough, where the clerics were able to resurrect her. So, it's a warm day in Baldur's Gate as you lay on to rest. Death came quickly, um, as as you heard in, in the letter. No clerics or paladins could stop the death curse from taking your cohort, just as the healers of Faerun couldn't stop the dreaded affliction from taking any who died in the past. You've seen many people gone before their time these last ten days, but this hurts the most. You stand before a small crowd of, of monks and paladins and priests, gathered at a shrine in Baldur's Gate. The cleric asks each of you to give a eulogy by sharing a memory of your friendship. The time for you to address the crowd is now. And cleric's still just staring at you. <laughs> what, what was Megan's uh, character's name again? You can just go with Anne. Anne. You can just go with Anne. And you called her Anne for okay. short. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, Ani for. And it was. Hamen, which is. She's also going to be mad at me because it's a nice Assyrian name that goes back yeah. to her like, studies and things like that. But. Well, there's a reason why we call her Anna because, like, we couldn't pronounce the damn name. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. My. My fondest one. memory of my dear friend Anna was the night our room got broken into and she viciously stabbed to death the attacker with only a few hours of sleep under her. I I was really proud of her that night. And you can see some of the paladins in the back are sort of applauding this. Some of the priests are a little aghast at this. <laughs> I I just remember that the next day we went and bought her her very own knife so she didn't have to borrow mine again. We did do that. We did. I don't, I don't have a better story. Uh, I do remember her full name. <laughs> See you. Anna Dewana. Nice. Uh, really good at stabbing. <laughs> um, sweet, sweet heels. Uh, that, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful, Tamag. <laughs> Best I can do. <laughs> um, Tay's going to lean over and kind of whisper softly to, to Aaron, I'll be like, did I know this person? No. Not really, no. <laughs> uh, he, he will straighten up very quickly. She was there the entire <laughs> second after the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> he will stand up very quickly, recovering, and look around <laughs> the crowd, <laughs> and and with an air of, of kind of remorse that, that comes on quite quickly, We'll, we'll begin a, a beautiful eulogy. Um, Edna Nuano was a, a wonderful, wonderful person who, who touched the lives of everyone she met. And, and we are ever so at a loss 
without this shining star to, to guide us, guide us on our journeys and to accompany us on our ways. And it, it is with this utmost sadness and respect that uh, I would like to announce that I am uh, collecting donations in, in her name. I'm, after I'm gonna reach over and just like kind of punch punch him in the like the leg real hard, like Charlie horse punch. <laughs> Ow. Ow. <laughs> I apologize for my friend's activity. Um, they are incredibly consumed by loss and know not what they do. Uh, once again, donations in the back after the ceremony is over. Bye. Sad. <laughs> going to poison your beer later. <laughs> so, so as the mourners be- begin to, the, to disperse um, after saying their goodbyes, Two people approach at the back of as a, at the back as the crowd approaches. Can I get any donations? Well, you were trying to shake down a bunch of priests and paladins, so uh, I think there's a couple prayer scrolls um, in there. Serves <laughs> you right. Gonna resell these somewhere down the road. Not zero. <laughs> So you have two figures. Uh, one is a appears to be a, a female sun elf, older but still spry, dressed in noble fineries of of a northerner. The other is a little more mysterious, completely covered, draped in a heavy black cloak, wearing a silver mask. And by silver mask, it's picture a bunch of like one inch by one inch squares of silver chained together, laid out over the face with just a little bit of a hole for eyes. Mm. Like a veil almost, in a way? Almost a veil. A veil of silver. The elf speaks. Beautiful ceremony. It's clear your friend meant a lot to you. The cloaked figure cuts in with a dry, raspy voice, one that reminds you of the way your friend spoke as death approached. If you'd hurt her. (laughs) There, there is a chance the deceased soul and countless others can be saved. If you act quickly, we might even be able to bring them back to life. And you can save those still living with the curse as well. Who are you? Who are either of you? So the son elf goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry we didn't introduce ourselves properly. I am Rimalia Haventree. Oh, we were supposed to meet you. Of House Haventree. And this is the esteemed Syndra Sylvain. Um, I believe... Who's the son elf? Excuse me? Rimalia. Yeah. I believe um, Sildar, Sildar of the Lord's Alliance uh, should have reached out to you. Yeah, we were supposed to meet you. Okay. okay. Do, we know, do we know anything else about these people by their names at all? Mm-hmm. No. No, no. Um, you know what? Are you sure? Let's start it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you were at sea. You don't count. Arnell, Arnell, and Ty, go ahead and roll a history check. Uh, 
to see if maybe somewhere on your recent travels on land, these names might have rung a bell. Oh no, not history. <laughs> so, uh, D20... All your pictures are in the way. <laughs> I got a nat 20. Well, it's not a nat 20. You got a 15. That's not a nat 20. That's a f I'm sorry. It's, all I saw was the 20. I'm sorry. I got excited. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Um, Ty, you're a little worried that you might have robbed them before, and you're not really sure. <laughs> you're like... I'm standing backwards, then. <laughs> um, Arnell, you know... You've heard of the name Romalia. Um, she seems to be associated with, with the group, the Harpers. Um, they, they seem to be a group that uh, a loose association of uh, mages, scholars, rogues, and warriors um, who go around trying to remove corrupt individuals from power and to try to keep the people of Faerun safe and free. So they have sort of, sometimes their paths cross with the Lord's Alliance in terms of an alliance, and sometimes they're not always in the best terms. Um, gotcha. Syndra, you know the name as like a powerful wizard in in Baldur's Gate, but from the way it, you were explained, you can recall in your memory, you could have sworn she was dead. <laughs> like, okay. like old, like 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 old. Always <laughs> dead. Hmm. <laughs> if you if you'd like, um, we have an a, a, a we can go over to uh, Syndra's abode and we can maybe have a tea and uh, discuss this matter a little further. And I, I see rain might be coming in off the shore and a little drier as well. Do I trust Syndra? Roll an insight check. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to come up with something. <laughs> How dare you not trust your elders? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Ten. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody in a mask. You can't see their face. So you can't so tell. Not a lot. So, so you can't read them at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say out loud, this, this isn't a trap or anything, right? No, well, hopefully, if if we all do, goes well, you can save one from actually occurring. Save, Traps. Save one what? A tragedy, trap. a trap. Trap, okay. Okay. She sounds nice. Okay. She's, Man, I was hoping, you'd, got... roll, I was hoping you'd roll one, because I was going to say you were convinced it's three gnomes in a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> there is still time. There's still time for that. I mean, anything so, is possible. So you move on to get off the streets, nice cobblestone streets of uh, of uh, Baldur's Gate. You move in, you see this sort of this neighborhood of sort of stately townhomes um, that that are up here, and you, and you approach one of these stately townhomes, and they're you know black brick with stark white wood trims on it, two, three, four stories. You approach one of these nice big four-story ones um, on here with a nice, you know, a step riser to go on up to the platform and, and you were then accompanied in um, to her home. 
with the, with a nice hall there, and immediately off the hall is, is a beautiful sitting room, beautiful rugs, a, a bookcase to be envied, and artwork and artifacts from from around the world, and definitely arcane objects. Ooh, I do envy these things. Ooh ah. Ooh. Okay, is definitely going to be inspecting them quite uh, as closely as he can get without causing I'm, any suspicion. I'm just going to start keeping an eye on the the drought from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty. When you want to do something more than just uh, look, let me know. Ooh, what about Wolfie? What about mascot? Mascot's come along with you. He was there. If anyone had talked to him, he actually gave the most touching uh, memorial there at the service. Could I I have retroactively cast Speak with Animals while he... (laughs) Yes, you heard him. It's been three years, and you're going to boop this wolf on the nose? We just hear Wolfie just like... And a single tear rolls down Tomog's face. (laughs) I mean, I understand what he's saying because I have to speak to animals, but... Oh, what is this? Of all the creatures I've met in this world, she was the most human. <laughs> Wait, that didn't mean to scare you. I... <laughs> hey, he's cultured, all right? <laughs> sure. Sure. It's a very cultured, wild, dire wolf thing. Uh, getting back to the shinies, uh, yes. would there be anything in particular that would have caught his eye? Well, most of it doesn't appear to be in glass, but you're seeing like uh, searing stones and possible wands and a claw of a creature which is still twitching, and all these things are just floating in air as they're doing it, sort of floating and rotating in air. That, that's sort of how these things are all being displayed. Mm-hmm. I think Ty would be the one to, is like, val- like, value them. Is, is there one that's, that's kind of, of more quote-unquote value? In a, in a purely you financial reach that. I'm going to reach over and smack your hand. <laughs> um, roll, in a, for a friend. roll an intelligence check. Alright, what is our yes. intelligence here? D20 plus your intelligence modifier. <sighs> Gotta fix this. You're you're looking and you're looking and you're looking and while you're looking you don't notice this gnome who's walked up right behind you. Excuse me, sir. Uh, what type of tea would you like? <laughs> With without missing a beat, Ty is going to be like Earl Grey with some honey, please. Roll a deception. <laughs> now this I believe I've got. <laughs> you see Toma turn around and he's rifling through his bag and he pulls out a little satchel and says, I brought my own. And then he hands it to the... No. 
so so first two to tie. Very well, sir. I will take care of that. Oh, um, would you like me to prepare that for you? We do also have sandwiches and cakes, if you'd prefer that. You have me at sandwiches. <laughs> and what would they? What would they want? Sarah told me she was using the pronoun, so I'm trying to use the pronoun. Uh, she could refer to me as they. Well, how what? am I supposed to? Anyway. It, without like going, hey Sarah, he's talking. He's Sarah. Okay, he's yeah, looking now at Ara now. And what could I get for there you? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think they like food. I don't know. You hungry? I uh, like refreshments, please. Dammies. Very well. Sandwiches are always good. And Tomok, you notice you just look away for a second and you look back and he's gone. Like, I don't like this. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> mm, right. So, I, so I see. I see you haven't changed much in the years, Tomog. Too small. Don't trust it. <laughs> so, I, I so I, I, oh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, to tempt fate, Taylor's going to very gently raise the finger just to, like, poke one of them. Just to just to investigate. Not to, like, take, but to investigate before the number. smack... If I, see, if I see him poke, I'm going to reach over and smack his hand. Make a dexterity saving throw. That's not going <laughs> to go well. Wait, I'm making the dex or she's... They're making the dex. They're making the dex. He's Contested. I'm typing it. Sorry. Well, never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. That's not gonna happen. Okay. A very swift maneuver to avoid a so, slap. <laughs> so, because of this, you do manage to only take half damage. So you're only going to take five points of what. Well, of electricity damage as a as a as a shock goes through your finger. Uh, wait, how did the thief not realize that the shinies were maybe trapped? Because the thief didn't bother to look for it. The thief was too busy trying to steal it and didn't bother to look for traps. <laughs> he was not trying to steal it. He was just yes. I was I was really tested. <laughs> well, now you know. It's trapped. Uh, Very well. <laughs> so after, so thankfully for you, none, 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 none but the three of you were in the room at this time. So now food has been served. Rimalia and Cinder have all sat down, and we sort of got the light presentries out of the way. And Rial, Rimalia sort of leans forward and begins uh, to speak. So uh, my my group of Harpers. Um, we are trying to uncover this this death curse. It appears to have started about ten days ago. And um, what what we kind of believe this is, based upon the symptoms, is this very much looks like the kind of death curse, um, a kind of curse associated with with the magic that a leech uses uh, to feed souls into his phylactery. What? 
The device that leech the leech uses to sort of store souls. Lich. 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 <laughs> oh, I see you. You must not be. You must not be from Baldur's Gate. I'm sorry. Our accent sometimes is a little confusing. <laughs> a little confusing to some. Sorry, I. I'm hard of hearing. I I just wanted to make sure that I was hearing a glitch. correctly. Yes, it, it seems to be a glitch, and 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 it seems to be similar to the, what happens to a body when it when a glitch feeds a soul, takes a soul out of a of a body to put it in phylactery. Ah, and they think. I mean, we're hoping that with this being the case, if we were to just to speak to a leech they may be able to trace the source of this death course because it seems to be much more powerful than even any of the arch leeches that we're aware of. Um, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Leech? Leech? Like, little, little, like, <laughs> blood-sucking. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I'm... Sorry. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> At this point, um, she's going to pivot and look to the magic user. And go no, we mean we mean uh, undead archmages, who through their corrupt and evil and power, um, are able to sustain the power of their undead life through the sucking of souls uh, from the living. So not dissimilar. I, I know what a lich is. Well, I know that's that's why she's talking to you and ignoring. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like the same thing. So. In about uh, four days' time, uh, I have a, I'm, I'm assembling a team to raid the lair of the the, the closest uh, leech we have uh, to this area, a Zendalar Cordress, known as the Duchess of Rot. A what? Uh, that's a, that's a wonderful name. Well, she is, she has earned it. Trust me, she she has earned it. And we are hoping to be able to force this evil being to cooperate in tracking the source of this death curse. Uh, Zaldar's tower is nearby, like I said, about, about three days sailing from here, uh, nearby in nearby Cloakwood. And it's close enough to be easy from Baldur's Gate, but it's far enough away that innocents should not hopefully be harmed in, the, in this raid. Alright. Wait. Right? I thought we were just going to her house. No, yeah, I, I'm I am... you just talk first. I d I don't know what experiences you may have had uh with a with a leech in the past, but they do not enjoy conversation easily. Um <clears throat> They normally like to suck the souls out of everything around them, uh, rather than have a conversation. So, uh, unfortunately, I believe we're going to need to speak with her by force. But we think there may be a way without too much loss of life uh, in order to accomplish this goal. We think we mm. may be able to force her to cooperate with us if we manage to steal this Phylactery. Um, Harper with P H Y L A C T E R Y. Phylactery. We want to get hers? Uh, yes. 
Uh, Harper wizards uh, have used uh, their scrying and have determined that uh, Zalandra's phylactery is her spellbook, a tome bound in humanoid skin, which she keeps locked in a vault in her basement. And this is where you come in and where, at least from what the Sildar has told me, some of your skills, unique skills, may also come into play. So he had mentioned that at least he had mentioned that at least one of you was a member of the Golden Trow. Oh. How are we going to help you? Well what? what <laughs> so we need basically at this point, our attack is meant to be a diversion. Um, we can arrange to have a small team, which would be the three of you, um, enter from a cliffs below the uh, below the tower, where you could enter into this basement layer, whatever it is beneath this tower, and retrieve this artifact. And I understand artifact retrieval is your specialty, because we wish to receive this artifact intact and without harm. Well, I mean, like, retrieval sounds a lot like stealing. Yes. Tomah just looks at Javender. I mean, normally <laughs> what we do is we go into an area and assess the, the cultural value of an area. I, I don't know what the... I, I feel like stealing this artifact might not be right. For a moment, she gives you a cold look. Then... <laughs> Didn't I tell you? Oh, the, 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 the morality of these uh, of these golden trials. It is, it is not a legend. It is true. They are so moralizing in there. It, it, is, it is so cute to see um, the, these mortals uh, with that. But, as, as we're saying here, we are not... Uh, to allay your fears, we are not taking an object from a past culture or an object that has been buried. The unfortunate thing is that the owner of this object is very much around, uh, and that is this lich. And if you deem it to be charitable enough, after we receive this, uh, all the information we need from this lich, we could then kindly return it to them, to allow them to continue sucking up souls of uh, the innocent in the land. Hold on. I mean, I'm not one to judge somebody's, like, cultural identity and, and, and rituals within their own culture group. Yeah, okay, I get it. You need this book to, like, blackmail them into talking to you. I, I understand what you want. Good, I'm glad we're on the same page now. <laughs> How much? <laughs> what she said. Well, good. Lord. That, that is a... Well, no, 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 no. That was the... You know, those of you with your skills, um, the understand is not something that, that, that comes cheap. Now, we wish to pay... If, if this is accomplished and we're able to, you know, retrieve this book, get the information we want, and understand more about what this death curse is, We'll pay you 500 gold. Each? 500 gold to blackmail a lich? 
Bleach. <laughs> so what's our per diem? Well, we would, uh, we would, uh, I would have one of our mages uh, sail you down for the three days, and we would fully stock that with provisions uh, for you while you're traveling. I like the previous question. Is that per person, or is that in total? That is in total for the party. Six hundred. We have to split it evenly. Yeah, it's a better number. I- I'm just going to let them negotiate. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. Uh, Can she have advantage because I'm helping? And I'm large? <laughs> I'm large. That's intimidation, not persuasion. Okay, so let's metagame let's, let's, let's for a second. These are both mm-hmm. basically like level 15 to 20s that you're sitting in front of. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not going to try. <laughs> it also means I've not intimidated you in the least. Um, <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not going to try. <laughs> That's true. They might think it's cute. They might give you a cookie. I'm simple. Where's my tea? <laughs> I'm going to need that backpack. Tay is very, very just upfront. No, you know, no, no. I appreciate that. Code. And I think... Uh, we might be able to do a hundred as a bonus, if by Four. some means, um, what is a good bonus? Oh, if the book is returned to us. Okay. Very well. I don't think I need it. Okay, then I think we have an agreement. And she's here, and all of a sudden, the, the gnome is now right behind the left shoulder of Tomog, with a platter Whoa. in his hand. Stop holding, doing that. Holding what appear to be three flasks with a sort of res, reddish fluid with corks on there. You recognize these mm-hmm. things. You've, you've drunk enough of these things. Uh, these are potions of healing. And, mm-hmm. to, and to help you along your way. Where's our tea? You finished that already. You already have. Did you want to act out the tea and crumpets? <laughs> I wanted my bag back. <laughs> <laughs> so you each now have an extra potion of healing above whatever you already had in your equipment. Okay. Ooh. Hey, do we still have all the stuff from the last time we were out? At least, yeah. Plus Are the, we certain? Uh, plus the uh, artifacts, the uh, magic item I've texted you about. Uh, we go, a couple weeks ago. You did? Yes. <laughs> we talked about them on the previous what, stream. I remember we talked about them on the show. What level of potion of healing? This is a standard potion um, of healing. So it would be greater? Just no, this would be a potion of, of healing, healing oh. basically. <laughs> so, it would be so a greater potion of healing? Oh, I love it. I was I was I was dazzled by all the colors on D and D Beyond. <laughs> all right, I got it. It's mine. Tay is going to stick it unceremoniously into his his pack. Same. And I guess while, to add it to the other one? and I guess while we're doing that, before we no actually, well hold on. 
You also see Tomog uh, squeeze out his tea bag and put it back in his backpack. You know what? You do that in your own time. You don't, you don't do that in the middle of a, a formal living room. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this is a <laughs> specialty. So, so unless you guys need to do anything else in the town. Um, you can begin sailing. Um, Do we have maps or anything else like that to get us where we need to go? You're going to be meeting up with a uh, a uh, mage of the Harpers who's going to basically sail you down there. And they don't have any maps of the interior layout of this uh, domain, so you're going to figure that when you get there, but they're basically going to walk you right up to the door. Okay. Do we need any other supplies before we take off? Mm. Oh. I mean... I'm pretty well stocked, actually. Well, we don't <laughs> have any healing other than this potion that they gave us. Says you? <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what do you yeah. think? I spent some time with some tree guys on this <laughs> island. Okay. I learned a couple tricks. Like? Um, uh, oh, uh, like this. And then, uh, like, just in the middle of the street, he creates to up on fire. <laughs> well, that's going to be very useful when we're bleeding to death. Well, there's other stuff. Before we take off, I'd also like enough time to potentially heal myself for the five points of damage I took. I would say the the, over, the overnight sleep with the luxury accommodations and other temples in town, you're you can definitely heal back to full. Are we? Wait, are we? I thought we were. Are we going straight to the boat or what? what well, the boat's going to leave the next morning, so I'm just sort oh, okay. of expediting. Um, thing. There's not really much going to happen here, so we can jump right to the next morning unless there's something. Should new. we? Should we grab our drink and catch up, or are we are we good? Well, you have a three day boat ride ahead of you. Oh, uh, we're good on there. Never mind. Three day boat ride. Uh, I would I would actually like to. I want to just go to whatever tavern, bar, whatever attached to the room we're at, and buy like like a good sized bottle of rum. <laughs> <laughs> These are important things. As long as I know Pirates of the Caribbean jokes along the way, I am fine with that. I mean, the rum will be gone. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask why. Right, I can't find it. Um, that'll put you back ten silver. Or do you want? Do you want really good? Or just? No, like like a good size. Good size. Okay, yeah, it's uh, ten silver, and it's not very good, but it's the volume. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's rum. It's rum. There's a good sizable volume of it, yes. That's more what I'm concerned about. And you said 10 silver? Yes. That there is the third finest vintage out of Port Nianzaru. Whatever. I don't even care. Will it get me drunk? Oh, yeah. Okay, good enough. 
All right, so the next morning, uh, you all meet down at the, the, the docks. There's a nice keel boat uh, there. It's called the Diviner, as you were mentioned to go last night. And uh, you see standing there a, uh, a, 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 a nice thin halfling in sort of vestments uh, indicating that he might be a practitioner of the, of the arcane, sort of a traveling cloak, um, some books on his side, carrying a small staff. And he goes, Oh, oh, he hello, good, good morning. I'm uh, Calbrex. I will be sailing you down, down the river, down the Cloakwood. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Do you know what you're doing? Excuse me? Calbrex? Do you know what you're doing? Oh, oh yes, I've made this journey many times. I know. I'm the one that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm, I'm very skilled. Mm -hmm. He's a dwarf. just narrows his eyes and nods. Wait, what is Calbrix? A halfling mage. Halfling K or C? C A L L B R A X. Well, that is nothing like how I spelled it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And then you begin. So I think the good thing for, for day one would be to describe your physical appearance for, for the audience and plus for each other since it's been a long time since you've seen each other. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, who wants to go first? You, you spoke. <laughs> Alright. Um, so Tomog, yes. Well, you guys know what I look like, but uh, so Tomog is. Uh, hold on, let me actually pull up his description. Um, so he is seven and a half feet tall. Uh, he weighs three hundred pounds. He's Goliath. Um, he has. Um, he has these like you would expect them to be tattoos, but if you look real close, they're like fuzzy. Um, and there, there's some on his head and, and his chin, and there's some on his like chest and arms, and he's got one on his shoulder that is a, uh, it's an orca on his shoulder. Um, I'm gonna say right shoulder. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he's got this, uh, um, it's like a vest, but it's leather. It's got kind of a collar on it. It's got a, this bear motif on the back side of it. Uh, it goes down to about his knees. Kind of, he's basically wearing car hearts and boots. Besides that, and that's it. He's uh, <laughs> um, got this kind of like buckler shield on his left arm, and his maul um, just looks like a piece. Like it looks like it looks like somebody took a branch, like cut a tree above and below a branch, and like the head is just a trunk. The part of the trunk and the branch is the handle of his maul. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, oh, it's got kind of yellowy eyes and pointy teeth. And pointy teeth. Big sharp pointy teeth. Sharp pointy teeth. I think that's it. Uh, RNL, I had to look mine up. RNL is an average sized human. Um, they have violet eyes that are kind of glowy, and they have, uh, kind of a pixie cut 
with light brown hair and amethyst highlights that are kind of glowy. Other than that, they look exactly like a normal person. Like, average normal person. And they're wearing flowy clothes that are in blue and green because that's what they want to wear. And uh, a new item that Tomog may not have seen, RNL is carrying a loot. Mm. And, and also there's a um, small horse-sized wolf, which is mascots. Horse size? Small horse. <laughs> Mini horse. Big wolf. Oh, Is and I, I guess I would be wearing a necklace. Oh, dear lord. Hold on. What does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, he's got like a, he's got like a necklace with a little charm on it. I don't oh, know I thought this like. was your necklace of ears. No. I have, I have, uh, I have since... Stopped carrying bits of things. No, I probably would. I probably would have like a little like sling of ears. And I, I said the first time. Also, the first time I would have seen Wolfie, I would have like ripped one off and thrown it. Wolfie, <laughs> what kind of ears? Various. <laughs> a variety. Some. Thank you. Have my reasons. <laughs> have to add that to your character portrait. <laughs> it's not like a ton of them. He only ever has like four or five at a time. Oh, only four or five. That's not a lot at all. <laughs> they totally just rot off and fall off. Oh, Most, mostly oh. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the other side of the boat. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks <laughs> as far away from them as they're, possible. Well, they're like they're like cured. They're like dried out because he doesn't he doesn't just like throw them off. They're like rawhide, but they're ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'll jump in with Rick Taven. Um, so as a drow, he's not that terribly tall, but you know, still very uh, kind of live, I guess. So for his height, he's he's thin yet yet looks kind of muscular, I guess. Still about the same as he was prior to that. Um, his hair was about shoulder length when you met him, but I see him as uh, growing it out so that you know he can tie it up kind of on the top of his head, like a bit of a top knot. And I'm going to go ahead and say that his sides of his heads are shaved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, still kind of wearing little trinkets and things that he's picked up along the way. Um, so he's a little ostentatious, but maybe not as much as he was in the past. Um, very select choice pieces uh, decorate. His, his skin is in typical drow fashion. Um, pretty dark with like a purplish, a grayish hue to it. Uh, he has kind of bright uh, you know, amethyst-colored eyes, and his hair is is whitish gray. Um, and I think he's wearing things that you know are are pretty well form-fitting, but don't constrict movement at the same time. That something that allows him to to be kind of nimble if, if need be or hide away. 
Um, and uh, let's just say, uh, yeah, he's still got a cloak on him as well, too. So he's he's keeping part of his, his form, you know, hidden. Because he's got tentacles for arms. No, I don't know. Wow! He's that actually seven gnomes in a cloak. <laughs> Speaking um, of which, between the knights one and two, Arno. <laughs> seven gnomes attack you in a cloak. Apparently, uh, it has more to do with the tentacles. You've <laughs> you, you you have the same dream again, but not the one you normally have. For about the last twelve days, and this is what caught you when when they were mentioning the 10 day of this whole death curse thing because for the past 10 days you've been having a dream and they would alternate between the sky and the sea but they would both end up in the same way you would somehow end up in a in a dead city and it's not just dead because the buildings are collapsed and there's no people around you could just feel the air of death in this place at the same time though just like tentacles the arms of the vegetation of this area this huge vegetation was was entwining this city if sometimes you think they're tentacles moving other times you think they're vines and you you feel this sort of something you've never felt from from either of your concerns apprehension to almost fear and they would always end with this sort of large glass container with something moving in it which was liquid solid flesh spirit energy all at once Changing in between, but always, always, all of them at the same time. And then you wake. Okay. I uh, don't even know where to start with that one. Wow. So day two, you want to catch each other up about what you're doing? Um, can I can I do one thing before the end of the the first evening? I want to see if we're transporting anything. Okay, so this is that. So, you 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 go right. around the keel boat and you can you look around based upon the boxes you're finding and sort of the rooms in there. You're pretty sure this bot this this boat is taking uh, at least four people and uh, one animal, and they're taking them someplace. <laughs> well, I mean, like like cargo, cargo, not like us. No, no, this is no. a okay. <laughs> Okay, that's all I want. <laughs> as as Calibrex basically tries to tell you all throughout the day and stuff like that, because he's so excited because he never gets to go on these super secret missions. You basically are on Harper Special Forces right now. We are, are Harper Special Forces. You're or you're basically on? you're basically in a paramilitary vehicle. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> This is not a distance right. boat. It has one purpose, and that's deliver to people to go fight something. It's like a PT boat? Yeah. Okay. So stay on the boat. Stay on the boat. Well, I wasn't planning on getting off. <laughs> I told him to stay on the boat. 
I'm wasting my apocalypse now references now. Jeez. The noggy nog. Okay, next day. Um, catch up. So we need a plan? Mm, okay, we need a okay. plan. Where have you guys Plans, been? Plans, before you can even start, Telebrax, I heard plan, plan. Oh, yes, yes, we have an excellent plan. It's going to foolproof. It's not going to work. It's going to work. It's totally going to work. So here's the plan. We're going to... seem sure. We're going to swoop in. Mm-hmm. And onto this the sea cave that's right below the tower. And there's a super secret entrance. You can't see it. No, 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 you can't. You can't see it. But I, I know how to get in. Boom. And you see a little spark come out when he does that. Just boop. And then you go in, do your thing, and then once you get the book, you come right back. You come right back to me, because that's super important to this mission. Super important to this mission. You come right back to me, I teleport us all right to Ramalia, mission accomplished. Okay, I'm just just curious here, Calibrix, what... What do you think I do? You look like someone who talks a lot. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But what do you think I'm going to do? I don't know. I was told these are the ones who are going to go in, get the book, get the item, whatever the item is, and bring it back out. So you don't even know why we're here. Need to know. Super secret mission. Need to know. Okay. Do you know who it is we're getting this item from? I'm assuming whoever lives upstairs, where everybody else is going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't want me to come along. But I'm a great boat driver. And I don't know why. And I know my spells. So don't worry. I will protect you. You're in safe hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I feel better. Tay's going to look at the other two and be like, step into my office, please, and point to the other <laughs> end of the boat. Should, should I leave my ears outside? Yeah, give them to the mage. I just I just throw the whole ring to Wolfie. <laughs> You're not going to have ears when, he, when we get back. Wait, Wolfie's okay. coming with us. There's no point in not informing Wolfie. I'll give it to him anyway. Smarter than all of us put together sometimes. <laughs> this is true. Should we should we should we dial him in on this? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dial him in on it. Alright. Come on. Go. Let's go. I'm gonna cast speak with animals. <laughs> you need to cast that I can speak with my own damn wolf, thank you. I know, but I want to talk to him. Oh wait, no. It is. It is actually. It is. I think. I think we messed up on the home campaign. It is actually a ritual casting, so it takes ten minutes to do. <laughs> uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Well, you could sit there as you go into the room and start doing your casting while everyone else starts I'll just talking. Listen to the com- <laughs> we'll just you know what, you guys? Guys, the drow wants to talk. Mm. All right, listen. I don't want to talk. I want us to talk. Okay. Oh, we were doing that. You seem to have a specific question in mind. It's not a question, just what is our game plan for after we get inside. So, I mean, we are expected to interrogate this slug leech, which 
No, no, we're here to grab the book and leave. Oh, we're not talking to the leech? No, leech? we're using, we're going Slug? to take the book back. Then they're going to use the book to blackmail the lich into talking. Mm. So stealth. I guess. Super sneaky. Got it. I could pretend like I'm good at that, but I'm not. I can almost be good at that. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> we all just look, we all just look at Ty. My question is, are, are we all on the same page in regards to this mission? And he, he stares specifically at Arano. I, what? What? What page? Yeah, what book are we in? Um, what was that conversation earlier about not feeling comfortable about stealing? I, look, it, it's one thing to have me go steal something because they want it. It's another thing to try to invoke the noble order of the Golden Trowel and try to entice me to go steal a thing as if it were an actual artifact. The thing, Did you join a secret society while you were gone? It's not secret. You just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you have a secret handshake? Maybe. <sighs> I knew it. You joined a cult. Not a cult. Just a like <laughs> group of like-minded individuals. Looking out for nature. Live in the woods. By themselves. Not boats. No. Well, with each other. <laughs> Sometimes on boats. I mean, what they really want is someone more like Ty to go break into this lich's abode grab this book and then bring it back to them so that they can then turn around and blackmail said lich. Are you telling me you never acquired a useful item for somebody else? Well, yeah, I would usually acquire them for myself, but that those those are not items that belong in museums. Well, I mean, a phylactery I don't think does, does it? I mean, maybe if the lich was dead. Are we... Are we are we cool with liches now? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> Wait, I mean, what do you mean? Like, cool, are we friendly with the lich? Well, the lich impedes on other people's rights to mm, living. Well, yeah, but that's, that's just how a lich survives, though. I mean... How how are you going to sit here and judge the way the lich has chosen to live life? Like you don't you don't know anything about lich's life, though. Duchess of Rot is a bit strong, I think. I think she probably chose that one herself. I feel like it's a very bold move. Well, how about I suggest this then? I can take the book, and you can have a nice chat with the Lich to inquire as to their life choices and their personal alignment. I have no desire to actually talk with the Lich, because I'm not real positive. I can't think that the Lich is doing something, but I don't Jeez. think the Lich is what's going on here. I mean, we did 
I'm sorry, Pat. At, at which point you hear a low growl. What is it, boy? What? What is it? I think the other two are missing the actual point. They wouldn't be sending us if there wasn't going to be resistance. Have we? Have have they planned for resistance other than maybe using them as shields so that we can accomplish our goals and move on? You remember, you remember Tomag, right? Yes, that's who I was thinking of when I thought of shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, I, just, the, I just like the, I just the, look at him and cock my head. I can't actually understand what he's saying, but I'm like, I know you're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of the kind of humanoid where we uh, we'd almost be uncertain whether or not they're uh, intelligent or not. <laughs> I I mean I agree. Um, however, Ty is very skilled. Yes, yes, but I think this is this may be similar to that uh, one thing near Waterdeep where um, we had to make that uh, deal to get out of town. Sometimes we have to work. We have to take jobs sometimes. Because there are greater goals. You're having. No, the I, I understand. You're having the dreams again, aren't you? We're not going to talk about that right now. We won't talk about that. When these two are away, we'll talk. Yeah. Just, just Ty and me listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> so mascot thinks that Tomog should be. Our meat shield, should anything bad happen. Well, and, duh. Right. So we're all on that page. Mm -hmm. And personally, I would feel more comfortable with Ty stealing the book just because that's clearly what Ty does in his spare time. Only I really want you to give the book to us this time as opposed to running off with it and just leaving us a pile of gold that wasn't even close to how much that staff was worth. Ah, uh, cool, bud. I'd like to uh, amend what you just said. I do not steal, I acquire. <laughs> and no, I this, this is going to be stealing. And and I acquired that staff and, and paid you for your work. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't. I, I paid for a very hard day's worth of work, and um, I see this as yet another acquisition of an object that will aid in the negotiations of another party's interests. True. True. And that party's paying us money. Mm hmm So. I mean, Which, are we cool with 200 piece? Because, or did we even get the 200 piece? Payment upon delivery. Yeah, I think we're going to pay it when we get it there. Right. So we are getting that extra 600 as long as we get that book out. 
Mm-hmm. So an extra 600, we're getting an extra 100 added on to the five that they already offered us. Okay. At which point, uh, Mascot looks up again and just sort of quietly uh, mumbles, just, just give the word and I'll rip their throats out while they sleep. So much more angst than before. <laughs> you like Tomog, remember? I'm glad my character doesn't really need sleep. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Scar. Um. So, so do we all agree that we're going to go in here and we're going to send Ty up to go steal the book? And so we need. Well, we need. I think we need a distraction for Ty. I think Maybe. that's what the other people are doing. They're creating the distraction so that we can run up and go grab the phylactery, and then oh, they're they're coming in from the ground floor, and we're going in from the bottom. Yeah, they're coming in from like the front, and we're going to sneak in around the back. Okay. I I would love to ask all of you, what are your experiences with sneaking about then? Um, Tomag is surprisingly spry. I can be extra spry. I see now. light on his feet, yeah. I am even sneakier than I was before. He's actually pretty sneaky. And Mascot, I mean, he's a master at it. Uh, Ty's going to just stare at the big dog warily. Not a dog, he's a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> what she said. Say. They said. There you go. <laughs> so scary. Who's the, who's the scary boy? Be scary, puppy. <laughs> Alright, very well then. I can be sneaky, but I need to know that if I'm going to be sneaky and risk possibly more than the rest of you, that I'm going to have some kind of security behind me then. Hey, we got you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I'm going to be the first in, but I'm also going to be the first out. Just I... as you're on the boat when we get back. So, so also, um, just so everybody knows, I can be exactly as sneaky as Wolfie now. I well, I remember that, like your sneak rolls were surprisingly high, anyway. Yeah, but I mean, like exactly as sneaky as as, as Wolfie. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> what are you just gonna like copy Wolfie? Mm, kinda. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how sneaky he actually is. I just figured he was decent at it. He's he's pretty sneaky. I think he can be, yeah. Pretty sneaky. Extras. What is your sneak mascot? And why? And why you guys are wrong? And don't forget, I'll be right at the uh, right at the entrance, waiting for you, so I can teleport you guys out when you're done. It's a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That guy said. Teleport us to where? Up to Ramallah. Upstairs. Wait, I thought we were getting in now. Nope, 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 nope. It's going to teleport us back. Okay, so here we go again. So I'm going to sail you in, and it's going to be the big cliffs here, and then I'm going to bring you down here. And then once you get down here, there's a little cave. There's like, oh, it's a big wall. I can't get in. But don't worry. I know how to get secret entrance in. And we get in secret entrance, and you go through, 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 and you get your thing, and you go, and you come back, and I go, 
And then you come back up here, and I get you right up there. And mission accomplished. Calibra. When you say right up there, do you mean upstairs in the tower, or do you mean back (laughs) to the original tower we were at? Yes. Where Ramalia I want Calibax to answer. Which tower? There's there's only one tower. You can... So you're taking... We're getting the phylactery, and then you're sending us to the leech. Well, I'm s- sending you to, to Ramalia. And if she's with the leech, then Where yes, then Betsy, it's, it's even better. <sighs> better is a word. <laughs> Is there is there a door that's tight that taken closed to kind of push Calibrax out of the room momentarily? Oh, it's still closed. <laughs> he's just yelling from the other side. No, no, he's in the room. He's... Oh, uh, where did you get in here? <laughs> I mean, this is boat, guys. Ty is going to put a hand on Calibrax's shoulder and. Take him gently over to the door and <laughs> push him out the door and then close the door. <laughs> oh, I got I got I should be keeping an eye on the sea on here, but let me know if you need anything. I mean, we're planning. I'm here for the plans. Yes, if we need change plans, let me know. Bye. Shut the door. Bye. It's, it's need to know. Need to know. If you need, if you need, you can see just the little hands now above the port uh, window, still flagging <laughs> for a few seconds. That's racist, and let's continue. Um, this is way more planning than we usually do, by the way, Ty. No, no, no. I want to have a quick discussion about something else now mm-hmm. that our friends are in the room. My question, my question is this. One, do we know that the spell book will cause an end to this death curse? Two, do we know whether or not the Harpers, or at least that wizard, will be able to use the spell book? They're not... Okay, so, one, the book itself is not what we need. The book is in order to blackmail the Lich into talking to the Harpers. That's what so, they said. Two... We're giving a spell book to a bunch of magical people. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You, you you go ahead and you sleep on that one. <laughs> I I don't understand. I I would love to get a spell book. I mean, maybe I'll even look at it some. It is a spell book. You want a lich's spell book? Sure. Don't you? What well, is the phylactery? It's it's. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I would know this. Would I know what a phylactery is? Do we know what kind of spells would be in that spell book? Roll an arcane no. check. That's why we're going to read it. What is my bonus? Zero. <laughs> At least it's not a negative. 20. Nat okay. 20. Nat 20. No. <laughs> would I know what a phylactery actually is? <laughs> Does the barbarian gigantic? Well, actually, and I and I gave it a DC of twenty. I should put higher. Um, yes. <laughs> uh oh. 
Now he's gotta think about it. That's terrible. Uh-oh. The DM's thinking. You know it's the kind of place evil undead put souls. And it's the liches, so it's probably And the soul. one other thing you do know those souls are in so the, the big thing, the new information for you here is that you know there are souls trapped in that book. Mm-hmm. Would destroying would I know what destroying the phylactery would do? Oh no, no, you don't know any more than that, please. You're not a magic okay. <laughs> that, that is the one thing you kind of like, I, picked up. It's like it's I a am, though. You've, you've you've caught it from like your sort of druid you know, talks. It's, they they talk about it. Uh, they with the, some of the elders talked about it like a trap. But this is a trap of the soul. Liches, liches bad. <laughs> so this this was like a trap of the soul. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the way okay. you sort of understand it. You understand it like you would trap a creature, but this is how you trap a soul with a phylactery. So it's the Ghostbusters. They got the little thing out there. They put the pedal. You don't cross the beams. So does that yeah? Does that mean that the ghost traps are actually phylacteries? We'll yes. save. We'll save that for a different day in a different show. Very <laughs> <laughs> well. Remember that one. As long as you have no moral quandaries with handing this book over to another powerful group, then. I'm fine with taking it as well too. I'm, I'm I don't. I don't think it's it's powerful, but not in the way I think you think it is. Yeah, I have a feeling that the two of you are both on different wavelengths here. But let's just understand that the book needs to go back to the Harpers. Okay. Mm. All right. Do it. Okay, is there anything else you guys need to do on this boat? Hide from Calibrax. I'm on Good a luck boat. with that. <laughs> roll stealth. <laughs> oh. Just ask the thief to roll stealth. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You managed for the next day and a half to nice. avoid Calibrax. <laughs> up to the point where Calabas keeps going up to Tomah going is, did your other friend jump off the boat? Maybe. Possibly. Very probably. This, this one she wasn't a huge fan of you. This, this, was my, this was my first time leading a mission. I don't want it to go on my, she has, my record. She'll be fine. She'll, or he'll, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll show up. Okay, good, 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 because this I want, you know, I'm in line for first lieutenant in a successful mm-hmm. mission here. I'm going to get, did you notice, I, I, have, I have the one bar here, but if this works out well, I will have a silver bar on this side. Mm-hmm. Next. So if this, this goes mm-hmm. well. So everybody has their incentives. I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe we could just get him a little silver bar later to just pin on his shirt as an attaboy. This in character? You saying this in character? <laughs> yes. 
why you didn't earn it yet. <laughs> I don't even understand why they have insignia. Mm-hmm. All right, are we there yet? So we're we're about we're about an hour away, but I just want to remind everybody: once we get near the, into the cave, we're going to hear a horn. That's going to be Romalia's signal. Once the horn is sounded, the raid has begun. <clears throat> she wanted me to remember. Be. Be quick, you little shit. Oh, oh, be quick. She wanted to remind us to be quick. And that uh, time was of the essence. And that they were not sure how long they could hold back the uh, the, the uh, undead forces uh, up there. And um, the sooner you guys could uh, finish your mission, the better. Uh, or else maybe uh, the lich might go back into her cavern or might realize there's a trap going on. So okay. I understand you're all professionals and stuff like that. No pressure at all, but uh, hurry up. Right. I feel, I feel like this is like a reoccurring theme. All right. Are you ready, Ty? Ty appears behind Calabax. <laughs> Calabax. There's an there's an errant firebolt which just misses the sail and flies out to the sea. <laughs> Would you quit signaling? At which point it's I night, know. and as the firebolt goes over, you can see undulating off in the distance, probably at least three miles away. They look to be small backs, as if they were whales or snakes. And it's hard to judge the distance. They could either be like a whale or a dragon. I'm going to be honest. There's a pretty big difference between a whale and a snake. So we're talking larger size. Well, your perceptions. perceptions Well, I'm not talking about large snake. These would be like, if it's a snake, it's a snake with a body at least 10 feet in diameter, if not 100 feet. Is oh, hold on. Is this like on the water or just like in over the water? You're sailing. Someplace? So when that firebolt went on, it lit up the water because it's night. Mm. And in gotcha. the distance, and about three miles away, you see this sort of unulating figure. It seems to be moving up the coast, moving north as you guys are moving south. So sort of working in different directions. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna point at it and go. I'm not. We're gonna have to deal with that later. But I, I can't. I can't handle that right now. <laughs> let's not. Let's not handle it at all. Mm, we'll try. We'll try to not handle it at all. This is kind of reminiscent of my dream. No. No. All right. Well, that's a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is that, Calabax? Oh, that! Oh, that's probably just uh, a leviathan. What? <laughs> and how close did it get to us at any given point in time? We should be in shallow enough waters. It's it is about fifty feet here. It should be shallow enough that it wouldn't want to come up this close. Mm. Let's, Let's change that. Should to not. 
Yeah, we're just gonna pretend you said won't. Can't. Isn't. <laughs> All right, are we going? So it is now. Let's just, the... let's just let's just do this job. It's it's now the evening of the third day of your boat ride that the wind seems to blow a little colder now. The evergreen treetops of the cloakwood rustle endlessly. Calibric steers the boat along its rocky shores. See there? He, he says to you, pointing to a monolithic black tower appearing just above the dark forest. It's a... This tower looks like it might have originally been a windmill, but it looks like it's been converted into a temple of some sort, with some outbuildings <coughs> now uh, attached mm -hmm. onto it. And you can see clearly at the base of there, there's a lot of arches around the base of this uh, <laughs> base of this tower. Sorry. Tom, Tom is having a problem dissociating himself with Tom. Oh, no. <laughs> We've, we've had extensive conversations about particular architecture like this. <laughs> and you see mm. now Calabrex with this holding his fist, with my tiny little fist with determination. Zaldara. In a voice you've not like heard yet on this thing. We're close. To, to who's Zaldara? That is the lich. That's the leech. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I just remembered Mistress of whatever. Rock. Duchess of Rock. Duchess of Rock. So, minutes later, the wind howls a lonely note as Calabrax brings the diviner as close as he can to the shore. The small cliff, a small cliff, oh. ten feet high, rises up from the rocks. Atop the cliff, you can see dense trees and Zaladar's lair poking above. The mage hops into knee-deep water, well, knee-deep for him, uh, motioning for you to grab your equipment and follow. The ocean is cold on your ankles. Um, it's cold as death, even. Calabrex walks onto the shore and touches the cliff wall. and begins muttering arcane incantations. As he does, the wall parts just a bit, revealing a stone stairs going upwards into the darkness. Suddenly, a bleat breaks the night that fills your heart with adrenaline and dread. That's Romalia's horn. Good luck, and be quick. Hmm. Time to be sneaky now? Sneaky sneak. Alright, uh, I use wild shape and turn into a wolf. Nice. <laughs> Can you be so a wolf? I now look, a wolf? Feet, but I have black stripes down my back. Oh, hmm? cool. Can you understand Wolfie while you're a wolf? Uh, that is up to the DM. You're in wild shape, you're a druid. Um, no. Because you would have to do talking with the animals, but you also have your full intelligence, so you have that. So you don't have. Hold on. 
Um, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to look at what Wild Shape actually does. Uh, game statistics replaced with that of the Beast. Retain alignment, personality, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, skills, saving throws. Um. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, my my equipment is absorbed into me. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, um, no, thank you. Can't cast spells. Ability to speak or take any action requires hands. Is limited to the capability of your beast form. Doesn't break concentration. It doesn't say. I don't. Hold on. No, you don't speak with animals. You just take the fi- the shape of an animal. But I am an animal. You're a pseudo animal. All right, whatever. Fine. Okay. So you look in. It's complete pitch black, other than the stairs. But the little bit of illumination you have from the moonlight outside, you see these stairs sort of moving up, and and even with your dark vision. At right now, you can only maybe see about 20 feet ahead of you because the stairs themselves are sort of a, they've sort of taken a natural flow. So they, they, they sort of get cut off as they sort of do a chicane. Um, what you can notice right at the beginning is that the ceiling appears to be about 10 feet tall. Um, it appears to be carved or magically carved from the stone. Um, Arnell, you can see that this is this has been magically carved. I forgot you're an archaeologist. I would say as much. Hmm? Magically carved? Doesn't, um, excuse me. Yeah, because... Actually... Yeah, uh, I could probably actually do this, couldn't I? Oh, yeah, no, I figure with your with your archaeologist background, you can. It, you could, it basically looks like the stone has been melted, as if it was ice and you were melting a sort of a corridor in ice. I mean, no, it's no longer liquid. It's all solid at this point, but the textures look like they've been melted. Do I smell anything? Death. But not for mm. you. Delicious. Okay. Can I uh, can I can I check the the staircase and the entrance for anything? Um, like a trap. Looking for like traps and stuff. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and make a perception check. Okay. Done did. Done did. Okay. Um, right now, you're you're not noticing. You're noticing that the stairs have a different texture. They've actually been roughed, and I don't you don't know if that's from foot traffic or such. Um, but it's not as smooth as the walls. But other than that, everything seems to be solid, um, at least in this portion uh, of the stairway. So there's nothing that sort of gives. There's no sign that there's any sort of 
traps or levers or anything sort of placed in, in these areas. There's, doesn't it don't appear to be any sort of arcane ruins uh, on the ground that you can see. So um, this section okay. appears to be clear. Can uh, I? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask, can I hear anybody moving around up the stairs? Not from here. You're going to need to go inside. Okay. Can we at least kind of sneak up to the entranceway and check the entranceway? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as sound, what's what's blocking you is that you're near the sea, so you have the sound of the sea behind you. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to start moving up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, I want to get to the entrance. Okay. Same problem. Okay. Uh, what's the order? I'm going to let sneak, and I'm going to be in the back. I'm going to go first. I will follow. Very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. And is, is mascot staying with you, Arno? Um, no, he probably goes ahead because he's probably usually the fighter. So I'll put him behind Ty, between Ty and you. Okay. As you get up and. Remind me, you all have dark vision. Do wolves have dark vision? Yes. I don't think. Do they? Pretty sure he does. Um. Keen hearing and smell. Doesn't say anything about dark vision. There should be something yeah, about no. vision. Mm -hmm. It's got a Beastmasters and a Ranger Companion, Pack Tactics. Which is why he would be up with the other fighters. Um, the wolf has an advantage on wisdom checks. Oh, yeah. The, has an advantage on wisdom slash per perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. But not sight. Can't, yeah, he's not sight-based. Okay, so your two wolves are blind. But his passive perception is 16. Okay. So is it dark, then? Yeah, there's no light. There's no illumination at all. Oh. Um... I could switch. Maybe Wolfie needs those awesome goggles that you have. <laughs> uh, can you say my goggles stay on my? <laughs> we'll save that, that judgment for a different time. <laughs> I yeah. actually got to look at that. Right. So we're all right. So Wolfie and I are blind. Ty has 120 feet of dark vision. So we're going to switch okay. it up. Ty um, will take the lead, and we'll put the two wolves in the middle. Yeah, I'm fine with this. Because you can still hear and you can still smell and you have advantage, you know, you yeah. have just following Ty. Yeah, Ty just Ty wants to stop just short of the doorway before entering. Okay, so you you move up these stairs and there's a and it opens up into this sort of cavern that sort of moves on to the sort of the northwest of you. Um dripping, you can hear this dripping sound. Um, the hollow sounding, piercing the silence in this cave as water slowly falls from stalactites. Stale air fills your lungs as you uh, take in the cave a large unworked. Now this this portion looks unworked. Stone column holds up the ceiling. Stout stairs lead up. Hung the uh, up. 
Sometimes these people can't write. <laughs> sometimes those people. Uh, are, sometimes those people are me. Stout, <laughs> stout stairs leading up hug the columns, one side, within a five foot high, while a five foot high ledge, that leads into darkness appears along the other. So the the stairs that you can see are would be directly across you to the west. So you see, you're coming in from the east door. To the west, there's these stairs. There's a column just north of the stairs, and then northwest of these of you is the rest of this cavern. So we have the option of stairs or cavern. Right. And with your uh, 120, you can see sort of at the far end of the cavern a second set of stairs leading up to a a stone door with some sort of carving on it. Can we hear uh, or smell anything in the cavern? <laughs> roll, roll perception check. I do get advantage on those. Um... I got a. Hold on. You said perception. Perception, yes. Uh, twenty-three. Nineteen plus four. You smell humanoid bones. Bones. Okay. In which direction? To the west. That's the staircase? Yeah. Okay. Alright, let's have a, a group meeting here. Do we want to explore the, the westerly side of the staircase, or do we want to go into the cavern? I can't actually speak. <laughs> you can nod your head in either direction. <laughs> um, Which also means you can't tell everybody that there's a, there's a smell of skeletons to the west. No, but Wolfie could. To you. So you can't speak English. You can't English. You can't speak any way that we can understand. And I also can't speak. I feel like I would be able to at least speak to Wolfie since he is also a wolf. But that's just, yeah. I feel like that. I'll, too. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a learning curve um, here. Yeah. Um, I think I would and I, I smelled the bones in the cavern well you don't know there's a cavern you can't see it you smell you smell bones well, to I, the west I smell the bones to the west which is where okay but I wouldn't know where that is okay um, and we know we're fighting undead things so I would I would gesture up, just away from the bones oh you could do you could do like a pointer yeah into the cave. Well, does the cave go up? Remember, the lich is up. So like, well, we were told that you have the stairs to your to your west. You have the this pillar that comes down. On the other side of the pillar, it looks like there's a ledge about five feet off the ground that that goes along the sort of the uh, western edge of the uh, cavern for a little bit for about. 30, 40 feet. 
and then comes back to the wall again where it, you see the other set of stairs and the door. And that's in the that's in the the westernly direction. Well, that's sort of working your way around from what you can see from the southwest up to the northwest. So we have two entrance options at the moment. We have one door up and over and another door down the hallway. Well, you have two stairs, one door. And a ledge. No, no, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is if we go to the west, there's a pathway that leads to a door. If we go down the cave, there's also a door down the cave. So we have two options for entrance. No, the west is just a stairwell. You can't see past it. It's the northwest. Okay. No, northwest is the stairwell that has a door on it. So one of the stairs leads to a, to a door that we can see. The other stairs go someplace we can't. And then there's the cave that just goes. Well, the, the, the cave door. is open, and that leads to the other stairs, the other door, where the door is. Okay. I'm sick. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let's... Mm, let's go try the door. All right, do you want me to sneak up the stairs to see if I can see anything before we do that? Yeah, but don't go too far. Um, all right. I I think if possible, um I would like to, to sneak slowly up the stairs, provided the stairs aren't trapped in any way. Okay. Oh, we're map drawing here. Mm -hmm. Why is this not showing up in my window, though? Are you in Rituals of Fools? Oh, yeah. Uh, I neither. Huh. I, if we can see it in Ritual of Wolves, that's fine, that's fine too. Yeah. That's what's weird. So, yes, yeah, so you have the... Uh... Put the star for you are here. I'm not seeing the map. It's what? Never mind. Okay. It's in it's in the Twitch feed, yeah. Yeah. So you are here, the far southeast corner. Okay. Okay. And I smell bones. Somewhere in this direction. Right. Somewhere in that direction. So I would, I would be pointing to the right. You'd be pointing to here, so you'd be pointing yep. west. Yep. I'd be pointing to the west? Uh, I'm pointing away from the bones. Bones are over here, by the pillar. That leads up to the door. The door is up here. Okay, so the bones lead to the stairs that go to the pillar that we can't see where the stairs go. Correct. Okay. okay. So yes, Ty, just be careful going up the stairs and don't die. 
All right, I'd like to check the stairs for traps, and then I'd like to sneak up to them to a point where I have some kind of visual. Okay, uh, first roll a perception, then roll stealth. So that is perception. Perception. Stairs look clean. And then stealth. Then stealth, yes. Would I be able to, I mean, with my blindness, would I be able to follow her? Him? You could follow by scent, roughly. Um... I'm gonna. I'm are gonna, you gonna try to follow, or are you gonna let Ty go? I'm gonna kind of go out into the open a little bit, not not to the stairs all the way, but like to the base of them. Roll stealth at a disadvantage because you're blind, so you could trip on something. Okay. Hold on. Make sure I don't have advantage on anything for... No, okay. And this would be at the... This would be at the wolves. Yeah. Oh, no! Seven. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Tomalik, you you get up, and then you... You think you're, you're, you're... You're tailing Ty, and you think you're behind him by at least ten feet, and then you... Bump your nose into the stone. You give a you you don't give a yelp out, but you sort of step back and claw and kick up some dirt. Ty, while this is happening, you make it to the top of the stairs and you can see two figures. They don't appear to have noticed you. And they seem to now be moving away from you closer to the ledge around the pillar. Um, to the other side of the pillar. What do I see up there? But like, is there anything else up there that's that's of any interest to me? Did you hear that? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, I heard that. Heard that. Uh, no, it seems to be an, an empty, another empty cavern that goes. Um, that goes further to the west, leading to two other uh, two other uh, ways on on the far western wall of this uh, room. It's about right. it's about another thirty feet across. But also, while you're doing this, you hear this whispering this whispering sound by mistake or by foolishness. You have come too far. Your souls will be used to feed my endlessness. At which place, Ty, you see the two figures, which you get a quick look at them. You're pretty sure they're skeletons. Jump off the ledge and down to the ground. Down to the like down like without coming down the stairs, they're jumping down. They jump off the ledge is only five feet off the ground, so they jump off to 
to land onto the ground on the other side of the pillar from Tomahawk. We're still in the dark, right? Yeah, but you heard something jump on the ground. Okay. And that voice that I heard, did I hear that in my head, or did I hear that kind of like as a whisper, like actual physical whisper? Um, given your passive perception, it's it was outside, but it did not come from the creatures. It, it could have been an enchantment. It could be someone else. You you look around, you don't see anyone else. Um, so it could it, be a, and it, did it sound like a male or a female or ambiguous for a voice? At this point, it sounded like an ambiguous voice. Okay. But there right, was so the there was age and gravitas in it. <laughs> okay, so the the two creatures um they jump down. They jump down. Right so, in front of, of Tomog. Yeah, so let me I Do, do I see that? If if um, I hear them jumping down, I'm attacking. Well now we're gonna be all right, so creature one, creature two. We'll have uh, tokens next time, I promise. <laughs> There's Tomog. There's Ty. RNL. <laughs> Oh man, I can barely see that one. That's no good. Anyway, that's mascot. Where's the eraser at? <laughs> anyway, so okay, so that that's sort of, sort of roughly on that. So now let's. Let's roll right, so for they... let's, let's let's now roll for initiative. And Ty, you are going to be able to do an action because you basically were able to sneak up on them. So, go. Cool. We'll get combat before we finish Oosh. up tonight. So then I gotta go to bed, guys. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Kill or be killed and then you go sleep. So but I get the, one action? What the, but let's first roll initiative so we can have that all in place. 16 for me. Thirteen. Oh, and then Wolfie. I always forget to roll for fucking Wolfie. Wolfie, why can't you roll your own initiative? I don't think he gets a bonus. What is it? Uh, do plus four. Is it? It's your dex, right? Yeah. Okay, so then it would be. Sorry, then it's seventeen for me. Ah, oh, so it's plus two for him then. Okay. Sixteen. 16 yeah. Then, uh, what did you roll uh, for Ty? I rolled a six. That's the six. <laughs> What's well, a good oh, wow. thing? It's a good thing you have this uh, this turn of action. So. Um. I've got one turn of action, and they're... They're like 20... They're located... 
they're about 20 feet from you. So you're... Since I know that two, two of our friends can't really see them, I think I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on, on them. Okay, that's an interesting way of using Fairy Fire, but I think it might still work, yeah. Normally you use the, it's good to throw it like on invisible creatures to be able to see them, but I think this way you'll, then you'll be able to see the outlines of them in, in the dark, and then it would take away your disadvantage. So, cool. So do you want to like, move up to about here, within sight? I need, they need, yeah, they need to be, yeah, within, within sight. Or no, is it, does it need to be within sight? It just needs to be, it's within a 60-foot radius. Um... Any creature in the area when the spell is cast. So you can cast it for a sixty foot radius. So Okay. So yeah. like if you so if you guys just got out of here past the pivot a little, you could cast it for basically sixty foot. That's pretty much gonna be most of this area, so you could light this place up in fairy fire. Okay. Right. I wanna. I, I don't want to necessarily center on me. I, if I know the general area where they are, I prefer that it's like if if, if I can project it a little bit, I would. Yeah. So we'll have you move just a little bit to get a better line of sight, and then. But they need to. They need to. They need to do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Okay. So. Each up. Ah, how was it? Oh, where'd it go? Each object in a twenty-foot cube within the range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Uh, let's do a pretty violet. Um, any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dex saving throw. For the duration, the objects and the affected creature shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Okay, so this is a skeleton. So do we, that means that we also have to... So you are now going to... Well, you're, everyone's going to be lit up now, so... Okay, so deck saving throw. Um, first one is an 18. Second one is a 7. So one failed and the other one did not. But does that also mean when it says objects in the area, does that mean that the whole space is kind of The space is lit, lit up now, up? yeah. Yeah. And I think we also have to make deck saves. Because it's not... Enemies only. It's not targeted. It's like every creature. Yeah. Okay. Did you kill us? No. Seven. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, guys, wait, no, no. The the range is sixty feet. The area is twenty feet. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well then uh it's a little strange. Uh, Tone Mog might be the only one then. And uh in the I suppose area. it depends on where she or where he's casting. Definitely aiming at the skeletons. Am I the purple X? You are the purple X, yes. 
Uh, around them, 5, 10, 15. Nope, you're still in the radius. All right. Well, I mean, is there any harm that comes from the spell? I can't look up spells right now. It, no. It's just the, the outline, which means that... So you only um, have to roll if you want to resist it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's well, so I they, rolled anyway, so... They would also get advantage on attacks against us. I mean, everybody's got well, advantage I now. Five, so I think it matters. Yeah. It's not a big deal. We can see. They can see. Doesn't matter. Everybody can see. <laughs> yeah, basically at this point now, it's, it's an even thing. Everybody can see. Yeah. Okay, which now brings us to the skeletons. Who are both Uh-oh. going to charge Tom Tomog oh, and attack Come at me. Actually, they're just going to turn where they are at right now and both shoot with their shoot try to shoot you with their short bows. Boo. Can I jump in real quickly? Do I get a cunning action in that last action as well too? Um, yeah, what do you want to do? Hide. Okay, go ahead and roll the <laughs> stealth. Stealth, Sorry, Sorry to jump, jump in. in. No, 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 no. That's that's definitely a, a thing you can do now. You got a few more tricks up your sleeve now. Okay. You feel you've blended into the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tomog. First shot. 18 mm-hmm. plus 4. 22. Yeah, All right, let's see what the other one does. That's an 11 plus... T- um, Four, which is fifteen. Alright, so they both hit. Alright, one D six plus two. First one is a six. That was cocked. That was cocked too. I might as well just drop it in here. Or six. Uh so a total of twelve points. Nope. Uh, I am Tom again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright. I take one hit. <laughs> so right, you, well. you see the wolf just get pelted, thump, thump, and then there's like a sort of flash of uh, of uh, radiant energy. Then all of a sudden, there's Tomog sort of kneeling on one knee with two arrows now in him, looking almost perturbed, but not quite yet. <laughs> Speaking of which, Tomog. Um, it's your turn. Okay. I have an important question. Yes. Can I cast spells while raging? I don't see why you couldn't. But okay. just remember that rage is your bonus action. It would take an right. action to cast a spell. That would be your turn. Correct. Okay. okay. Just a second. Okay. Uh, I, I would like, like to rage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm going to run at them while pulling my uh, my my super duper goggles down. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and swing on whatever the closest one is. Okay. And I can, I can see, see them now. All right. <laughs> well, you can see them anyway with the fairy fire. But yes. Yeah. But, but I can, I can see, see everything now. Is that all? I have dark vision. Uh, 
Um, I think I still only get one attack, though. Not great! <laughs> you still don't get... I thought you get two attacks. Uh, I guess that's not until sixth level. Yeah, well, I'm only third barbarian. Oh, yeah, you're only a third level barbarian, not a fifth level barbarian. Does eight hit? Eight? Nope. You you come in, you're angry, you're, you're looking down at your two things, but as you take the swing, you, you forgot to take care of the arrows, so as you swing down, you kind of kind of hit the arrows, and it kind of throws your aim off, and you sweep right past them. So now we got Mascot's turn. Hey, you. <laughs> so Mascot's up. Oh, Mascot's. Mascot's gonna do what Mascot does best, and try to bite the leg off of... Yeah, the, the nearest skeleton, then. Okay, and attack. And you get pack attack because Tomog is there. It is. All part of the plan. Uh, so his first roll is a 23. That hits. Ooh. I don't think he has to roll again. Because that's all pack tactics. You could roll it one more time to see if you get a natural 20 to see if you get a crit. It's always worth to do it if you get an advantage to do it. Yeah, that's true. He did not. Okay. We'll stick with the 23. Alright, it's a hit. Alright, his damage is... Does he get to level? Did we ever decide that? Yeah, and I forgot to get information to you, so you'll have it next time. So, for the sake of now, add a plus... One to the damage that was uh, that says there in the book. I think it might be higher, but just to because we're gonna oh, we're gonna damn. we're home brewing this one a little bit. So he does ten. All right, it's ten points of damage. Uh, mascot runs up and just takes out the lay, the the femur, the big old femur bone. Of this thing and just pulls it off the skeleton. Uh, the skeleton's Ooh. now like on. It's 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 almost prone. It's it's holding itself up with a shield now. At this, it's using a bow, basically. There's a crutch now at this point with a short sword in its hand, and it is looking rough, 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 rough. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> Does mascot get two attacks? I don't think so. Okay. No, I just think it was always that awesome. Okay. Well, next it's R now. Let me double check. I don't think it is, though. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll deal with that. Alright, um, let's see. So... So, so one, one of the skeletons, skeletons looks, looks pretty rough. The other skeleton is still standing. The other one's perfect. Has not been hit yet. Yeah. Is, is he within, within fifteen feet of me? No, I would say he's about five, ten, fifteen, about twenty to twenty-five feet from you. Okay. Give me just a second. I need to read this. Um, 
Yeah, about 20 feet. I want to send a ray of frost at him. Okay, you can do that. I'm going to freeze his bones. So does it uh, require saving throw, or...? Um, casting time one, range 60 feet, duration instantaneous. No, I just have to hit. Okay, so you have to do an attack roll. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so it's a D20 plus four. Twelve. You see it just brush... The cloak. Basically, if it had a stomach, you would have hit it, but it went right underneath the rib cage and right out the back. All right. Wait, what is my lucky cat icon thing do for me? I forget. You were supposed to put it in your book. <laughs> we only kind of like vaguely talked about it. You said you were going to send an email. Oh, it's a lucky stone, right? It's a lucky stone. I think it has to do with saving throws. But I'll confirm oh, okay. I'll confirm it for next time. Um, let's uh, roll next in. Ty, it is now your turn. Okay. I'm hidden. Um, I think I can do... Sneak attack, although I don't know how much damage arrows do on, on skeletons. So maybe just a well-aimed hit. They're just a... They're <laughs> just a they're just a creature. I mean, you've run into some skeletons in the past. They're pretty easy fodder. Okay, then I'm going to try and shoot them with my crossbow. Okay, and it is a sneak attack because you are hidden. So, what kind of advantage does that give me? It gives you because there's all. You also have a party in, in favor, so you have an advantage to hit, and then I think you get sneak attack damage. If not, we'll correct that. Okay, next I think time. damage. So I got it. So it's it's a roll d twenty plus my proficiency bonus. Yes. Okay, you hit. You hit. You clearly hit. So yeah, roll your damage plus what you get for the sneak attack, which I think is another d six or d four or d six. Mm -hmm. So 2d6 two, two plus the whatever bonus you get for hits. Alright, so the one that hadn't been hit yet, Toma, you're staring at it, and bring, the head goes off, it rolls in one direction, and then the bones just collapse in a lump in front of you. <laughs> so we are now back to the top. We have the skeleton is still in front of you, Tomog, and he's got his short sword and he's looking rough, but he's gonna to try to take one more swipe at you. Or a swipe, he got shot you last time. Eight plus four, that's twelve. That's twelve uh, hit doesn't hit anymore. He is Bing! he is too weak at this point and just just woofs it. Now it is your turn. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a step, step back. back. Uh, you, and I'm going to light it on fire. fire. 
Are you? <laughs> wait a minute. Are you taking a step back? Are yeah, you yeah. trying to disengage from the creature? Nah. <laughs> I had the dice ready to go. <laughs> go attack, for it. attack of opportunity if you step back. Mm -hmm. All right. Never mind. Three plus four, seven. Once again, <laughs> no. there's, there's, there's nothing to it. Missing a leg really messes up with your uh, technique. Uh, I create a bonfire under him. <laughs> okay. Next uh, save 12. You know what? I'm going to say disadvantage because he's got one missing a leg. And he's not used to having a missing leg. Okay, six plus two is eight. You said 12? Yep. You said 12, right? He failed. Okay. Uh, yeah, or take one. So he, and he takes one gate fire. Which, which is one. <laughs> you see he the is. bones are, are burning. And he's rough. And there's a lot of scarred black bones at this point. But he's still holding his sword in his hands. Also, the cavern's lit. And the cavern's lit. Yeah. Is he going to gnaw your ankles next? Yeah. Is he going to gnaw your ankles next? So how long does the bonfire stay up? Uh, it's concentration up to a minute. And the bonfire against flammable objects in its area that aren't being worn or carried. Anybody moving into that space. So it's a five-foot cube. So it's basically just the skeleton. Oh, so, so my earth one only fire. That's kind of cool. So mm -hmm. it's so it's massive. This is one turn, but there's a big roaring bonfire with the skeleton in the middle of it. I feel like mascot would not like that, and would like back up. <laughs> yeah, I would probably run away from it. Okay, so RNL, it's going to be your turn then. Um. Well, well, it's, it's only, only if you move, move into the space. space. So if you well, yeah, try to he's attack, a wolf and then it's fire. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. Uh, so, so there's, there's two of these left, left or one? There's only one left that's on fire that looks very rough. He's missing a leg. <laughs> His bones are charring at this point. Going, Going to Eldritch Blast him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not well, the best actually works, but you know, whatever. Bird bones, Twenty. Roll, roll damage. Don't pull my fire out. Okay, never mind. I got bird. Three. I helped. Thankfully, <laughs> you only needed two. So more than my one from fire. So what? So there's the bonfire over here. Then Tomog behind you. You see this familiar fuchsia and teal light streak past you into the flame, momentarily overriding the the, the flame color itself. At which point, then the skeleton just sort of explodes into a piece, a few pieces. You have to dodge the skull. You get hit by a tibia, um, but other than that, um, there's like burned bone and a bonfire uh, in this cavern. But you look around, and there's nothing else in here, and the cavern is, is empty. And I think that's where we're going to call it for this time. We will stop it here in this cavern. 
We are on a clock time clock right now in the next in two weeks. Uh, in October on the 13th, uh, we will find out what's going on here. So, so yes, uh, for those who are familiar with us, um, next week, go over to our YouTube channel and you can watch Still Digging at 8 o'clock, same time we started here. And at 9 o'clock, you can watch the Ritual Rolls Recap, where we're going to re recap what happened here during the first session and talk about what, if any, archaeological implications occurred during this first uh first session of the group so i hope you've enjoyed it um we hope you join us again in two weeks when we're back out here again i hope you join us next week uh for the recap show but hope you join us in two weeks to find out what happens with this party now that they're in this cave looking for answers and finding out about death curses and such so until next time bye 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 everybody thank you for showing up